Thank you for joining us on a Morley podcast with Tony Maine. Morley podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. And Morley Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Morley Podcast with Tony Main coming to you. In the nighttime, 7 p.m. here in beautiful Columbus, Georgia, home of the U.S. Army Rangers, home of Ranger School in the 75th Ranger Regiment. And I could be more excited for our podcast tonight because what's going to make this really interesting is that we're actually going to have an active duty service member who is kind of embodying the Ranger for Life mentality of taking lessons learned in the civilian world and giving back. But this isn't just coming from a older, wiser veteran. This is, this is, this is peer to peer. So, so this is what is possible. And I, the reason that this podcast is made possible is it's our friends at the Texas Silver Rush in Fredericksburg, Texas, Three Rangers Brewing Company, uh, with, with great offerings coming out of the mountains of Dahlonega, Georgia and veteran investment planning, an organization that's looking to educate financial literacy across the spectrum of service members. And in terms of finances and the ability to, to grow wealth and to use the capabilities that your service gets you, I've got Jesse getting ready to come on and tell his story and his stories about how he's kind of gotten out of a comfort zone and expanded starting small to now going big into commercial real estate, all while being on active duty. So this, this is the first, this is the first time we had a guest that's still on active duty. So we'll be responsible and sensitive to the idea that he's still serving the nation. What we wanna know, Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you can and how you even thought that you wanted to get involved while on active duty in any type of property management. Yeah, Tony, uh, thanks for having me on. I mean, first thing, huge huge fan of what you do here at the Morally Podcast. I've, I've listened to every episode, so it's cool to come on and, and the value that you add to your listeners, it's uh, it's priceless. So it's a privilege to be here tonight with you. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, real estate is a great wealth building asset that um, not a lot of people in the military know a lot know a whole lot about or know what they can take advantage with with a, a VA loan and, and all the potential that's out there. So I, I kind of got into real estate back when I was in college five years ago, just on a, a super small scale, just single family uh, duplexes, triplexes uh, with my family, my, my brother and father and stuff like that when I was in college in upstate New York. And um, that was an awesome opportunity to work with them. And I continued that all through, uh, you know, the beginning of my active duty career. Um, and and probably late last year or so, you know, I, I kind of had an, not an aha moment, but uh, just a moment of like, you know, we're doing these single family homes and why don't we do bigger deals? You know, why don't we do 100 unit plus deals and, and stuff like that in, in commercial real estate? You know, we can scale to do bigger stuff um, if, if we work together and stuff like that. So it was really just, you know, networking with a lot of people, obviously speaking with yourself and Command Star Major Hall and the network that opened up from that was endless. I mean, that was incredible. Um, but just started, you know, researching commercial, you know, real estate as much as I could, you know, books, podcasts, networking, stuff like that. 
and really uh, kind of made that transition, um, you know, late last year um, in, into commercial real estate through, you know, various methods and stuff like that. But that, that's kind of a little bit how I how I got started. So let's go back. Though. I want to I, I want to go back. Right. Because I, I like to really kind of I don't say break things down, not to be too retentive. But I, I think when we start talking finances, we start talking wealth. There's there's this assumption you have to to come from it. Now, you mentioned you were doing this while in college. Sure. Right. It, was that seed core money kind of provided by the family to get you in it? Or did you have the ability at your level in college through a job or some other things that you did to get started? How, what was that process like for you? Yeah, no, I mean, great question. Honestly, I, I pitched my father, who's an accredited investor and, and pitched a couple other people and stuff like that. I mean, it was mostly through money, uh, you know, from my family, but also my own savings and and what I've saved through my life and stuff like that. Re really, it started with one property um, that we grew to an eight property portfolio uh, that we still own and operate today in upstate New York. So to kind of answer that question, you know, I, I saw the need for housing and stuff like that and how we could improve it and really just said, you know, well, my father's here, you know, he's obviously motivated to do it here. You know, why don't we do it together? So that was kind of like the, uh, our way of financing it, if that makes sense. Right. And so some people might look like, okay, so that was family. So here's this, here's this guy able to do it with his family. What I hear though, for others is that there was a partnership. There was some planning. You had a mentor, it sounds like. Absolutely. Right. Who could work you through your goals. And, you know, if anybody wants the surprise answer to this test at the end, I'm pretty sure Jesse's going to be there for other Rangers, maybe not financially for everyone to be a partner, but to definitely share that knowledge that you kind of learn. So property, right? What would keep me out of it? Risk, right? So, so tell me what you think makes real estate a good avenue for an active duty service member veteran to kind of look at um, knowing that there's inherent risk to whatever you do? Yeah, no, I mean, great question. And, and really the caveat um, of your first point as well in regards to the money down and stuff like that. I mean, a VA loan is, a, is an awesome opportunity as well. Um, with no money down, I mean, we didn't utilize that at that time, but that's an also awesome opportunity as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, real estate, you know, you can VA loan a house, put 0% down. Let's say it's a duplex. You could live in one end, rent out the other. And right there, that's covering your mortgage. It's covering your bills. Meanwhile, you're buying equity uh, the entire way in the house as you're paying off your principal debt. So, you know, I, I would tell anybody out there who's worried about the money issue or something like that, like, hey, you know, any military member, hey, get smart on the VA loan. And, and you know, you can reach out to me after this or or whatever. I mean, I can connect you with people if, if that's what you're looking for. But the VA loan is a phenomenal way. You know, money shouldn't be your issue to purchasing real estate, at least residential real estate, because that's a great way to do it. So. Well, particularly for when you said money isn't an issue, particularly for active duty service members and veterans. And I know that the VA um, maximum loan that you can get varies a little bit by zip code because they try to, you know, much like basic uh, allowance for housing, they, they try to, you know, if you're in New York City, you're going to have up to a, a higher, a higher sure. borrowing value. But I think overall, the national average is $484,000. So that's maximum that you can qualify for. But I, I would say if you look at a, a staff sergeant, six to 10 years in the army with good credit, 
like that that's who we're talking about could maximize up to a half a million dollars for some type of investment property or or living property as well yeah i mean you're you're hitting the nail on the head i mean it's it's so many people are so underutilized and like i said even though we didn't use it in that first scenario uh back when i was in college it's like i i plan on using it when i move to my next duty station uh, uh next year I, I highly recommend that all families you know not just families single soldiers too utilize it and really you know for the va loan and i i don't know i don't want to talk over anyone's head but residential real estate is is four units and below, so a fourplex or below a fourplex, triplex, duplex, or single family. You can use the VA loan to purchase a fourplex. You can live in one and, like I was mentioning before, and rent out the other three. And, and just like that, I mean, you're doing exactly what we're doing right now, just on a little smaller scale, or how I got started in the in the beginning. It, it's a great way to build wealth, build equity in real estate, which is a, a super safe, great investment. Um, and the greatest part is, you know, it's an awesome opportunity for all military members to take advantage of. Any anyone can do it. It's it's really great. I highly recommend everybody do it. So, well, and, and that's why you're on, right? And I believe yeah. it too. But the, the, one of the reasons that you're on is because I did. I personally didn't do this. Okay. I went. I went to college, and then I I enlisted. But you know, I, I had the capability to do all this stuff. And what kept me from doing it was fear. I don't come from financial wealth and financial security. So the inherent risk, something that you were comfortable with, scares me. I would okay. like for you to maybe go from your experience or, or lessons learned, how do, what are, what are ways to minimize risk? Like a deployment and the roof comes in. I've, I've, yeah, I've no, that's real. And that was enough for me to be like, you know what? Is it really worth it? I look back now. I know the numbers are worth it, by the way. Um, but I, I, I didn't want that to risk. Just tell, tell us some of your experiences. Yeah. Maybe horror stories, how you mitigated, learn from it. Yeah, no, I mean, a great point. And I could see how that could be super scary to, uh, you know, anyone, a young soldier, an NCO, an officer, whatever like that. Uh, you know, I would say I, I mitigate risk. And I, I started this, um, you know, where I'm at right now. It's like, hey, you know, I started educating people on real estate and you wouldn't believe the network of people who are interested in it. So like in a situation where you are leaving on a deployment, it's like, who's going to watch my house? Well, you know, possibly not everybody's deploying or maybe someone, you know, an adjacent unit that you met at a real estate meetup, you know, can manage or watch that house while you leave. I mean, completely agree um, that that's a very valid risk. I, I would say just by networking. Networking is such a powerful tool. You can mitigate that risk by just networking and talking to other people. You know, if, if we have something going on and we can't get over to one of our properties, you know, we, we have people who we've networked with. Hey, can you go check this out really quick? So I, I would tell anybody who's worried about that. And again, it's, it's a very valid point you're making right now um, to, to network. And you won't believe the amount of people who are interested, um, you know, in real estate and, and what else not. But Real estate overall, I mean, it's a very safe investment, especially if you look at the stock market or or cryptocurrency or, or so many other things that are out there right now. I mean, the single family housing market right now is, is insane. It's it's on fire. It's difficult to get a house. So, yeah, I, I really wish you took it. Uh, you took advantage of that VA loan back in the day. That that house today, Tony. Who knows what it'd be worth? It'd be worth a lot for sure, though, brother. <laughs> well, I would say Jesse. You know. Sometimes every generation we kind of think we're smarter. And I, I, re, I remember there, there was this old adage um, that every duty station, you actually buy a house doing exactly what you're doing, transferring the VA loan 
right, to your new house, because if you stay for three years, you might have the ability to get a separate a mortgage, re re yep. realign mortgage, not probably not the correct term, but redo re with a different company, sell it for a different to, to receive back your VA. And that's only if you wanted to max it out. But at four hundred eighty four thousand dollars and duplexes, ensuring that it's in a safe environment where people would want to live or if, if that's what most people would probably want, you can definitely be doing two with sure. a VA, I mean, I mean that that's a given. And so, for a a first time enlister, depending on credit and whatnot, someone staying in four to six years, that that's a possibility. But I want to go back to this risk thing, because one one way I'm ignorant on this, but one way that I think I know to to mitigate risk is a property management company. Sure, which will eat into my profits, for sure. Right, that's the risk. You do it all yourself. More money yeah. for you. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me about how you decide whether to do that, not do that, if you've ever done it. If you haven't done it, why? Yeah, no, a great point. And I'll, I'll speak to uh, what we have in New York right now. In New York, we do all the property management ourselves. And my, my father's golden rule is, is no one's going to care more about your property than you, the owner, the guy who signed on the line. Um, and, and that's really our philosophy in that in that area. Granted, it's a portfolio that's that's close to my family and stuff like that, so it's easier in that situation. You know, I, I would tell all prospective real estate investors or young soldiers that are thinking about doing this, and you know, echo what my father says that no one's ever gonna no one's ever gonna care more about that property than you. You know, when you're on that deployment and stuff like that. But it just comes down to vetting the right property managers. I would say. How, how do you mitigate that? You know, going out and meeting them one on one, seeing the properties that they're already managing, you know, knocking on doors to the tenants that are staying in the properties that they're already managing. Hey, hey, what's this property management company like? You know, I'm, a, I'm trying to live in this apartment complex and I'm curious, but really, you're obviously prospectively uh, looking at that property manager for another property. So, I mean, great point that you made. I'll tell you that no one cares more about the property than the owner. We personally manage everything ourselves just to ensure that. Uh, that standard and quality meets what we're trying to do. But um, I, I would say proper vetting of, of property managers is very key to mitigate exactly uh, what you're talking about. And, and that's if you, like you said, if you want to have one. So, so that, sure. that's the choice. Um, it, but it goes back to you don't do it. Granted, it's family for you all, but that's your team. Now, when I would think a team, somebody I would want on this team because I'm risk adverse, right? And unfortunately, it, it, people say it takes money to make money. It takes a little bit of faith in yourself to make money, um, I would argue, um, as I'm a little bit older. Well, more older than wiser, but maybe they go together. So let's talk about your team, right? I would think, you, do you have a lawyer on retainer? Is, is that something that maybe you didn't have to worry about with your father's business? I, I don't know, but I would think that I would probably want a teammate somewhere that would be able to work multiple states? How, how does that work for y'all? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, so basically the portfolio of, of properties sits in what we'd call an LLC or a limited liability company. It, it provides us insurance against many things, you know, if the house burns down, if uh, a tenant trips and falls, you know, accidentally and hurts themselves, there's that's an important level of coverage that just applies to our portfolio and, and should apply to anyone that's investing or renting out real estate. But but yeah, I mean, we have an attorney that oversees all of our contracts, our, our leases and stuff like that. That's super crucial. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. 
I mean, we've never had any issues with with anything like that, but I, I would recommend to anyone um, to network with some type of real estate attorney who can read over the contracts, read over the leases, make sure everything's uh, up to standard, up to code, so there's no issues with you know possibly getting burned for for any reason like that. But but any type of real estate investment, I, I would say, should sit in what's called the limited liability company, just providing you the right uh, level of insurance and coverage uh, in case there was something to go wrong, like a a, a uh, cataclysmic event or, you know, fill in the blank or whatever. But yeah, no, great point. Uh, bring it up on your end for sure. All right. So, so what I got is you got somebody in charge or a partnership. You got somebody yeah. watching and that can be you. It depends if you're local. It depends on the job, what you're able to do. It depends on your handyman skills a yeah. little bit. Maybe you have a lawyer. There's one more person that I can think of, right? Especially for military. I'm, I'm thinking, an accountant, right? Because now you have a military member who has this LLC, which for the folks out there who've never set one up, um, it's easier to set up an LLC than to set up a bank account. Um, <laughs> it is, it is you, 15 minutes um, yep. on the federal website. Then you go to your state, pay, pay, pay very, it, it can vary. The fees can vary, but I mean, inside of 30 minutes, you're wheeling and dealing and wanting to be like Jesse, but <laughs> Tell, tell, tell me about an accountant's role. I, I think you'd probably have an accountant as part of the team somewhere as well. Are you able to do it yourself? No, I mean, we have an accountant that works uh, as well. Actually, my mother's actually, uh, she used to work at a bank as well. And when it comes time for tax season, because I would tell you that taxes are super important when it comes to real estate. There's so many tax benefits out there and, and cost segregation through depreciation. We, we probably don't have enough time to uh, deep dive that. It's, it's a great asset though. And please get with me offline, anyone who has questions. Um, but yeah, an accountant, I mean, super crucial for compiling expenses, you know, the numbers of the property, NOI, I mean, to, to track the business and stuff like that. That's that's super important. Making sure all the money is is wired to the correct accounts, um, stuff like that. And then, and then super crucial, like when I said before, when it comes to tax season, um, making sure everything's claimed properly, everything's in a row. Um, but yeah, I, I would say accountant, lawyer, hand in hand, you know, if you're going to go down this route, uh, networking in both those sectors and understanding that piece for investing in real estate and, and building wealth is is incredibly important for sure. So, Well, and then I want to come back to you again, right? Because we talk about Ranger for Life. You, you while on active duty, already um, applied kind of kind of with, with the organization Gallant Few, which I'm a part of. You talked to Sergeant Major Mike Hall and Three Rangers Foundation. You have you have mentors while on active duty, right? Like definitely creating this virtuous cycle of, of, of knowledge. So um, tell me if somebody has some questions, they're going to want to come to you, but you're an active duty guy. What's the best way to kind of contact you? Um, so that they can actually maybe get a predictable, predictable response. Tony, I mean, I'll put my cell phone uh, in the show notes. I'll, I'm big on LinkedIn. I'm big on Facebook. Uh, I'll tell you what, I don't care if it's someone, you know, with a VA loan question or if it's someone trying to take down 100 units, you know, get with me. I'll make the time on my calendar. I'll provide whatever mentorship, whatever counsel. You know, I, I truly believe the, the if you want to be able to receive, first you must give. And that's all I want to do. I want to give and I want to help people uh, through this journey. There's so there's so many benefits to wealth building through real estate that so many young soldiers and NCOs and officers don't know about. And and that's kind of the I want to be the guy who bridges that gap for them. So you know, I'll, 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 we could put my cell phone in the show notes. I'm big on LinkedIn, big on Facebook. I'll make time on my calendar. You know, we'll we'll make it happen. But that's really the goal here is is to help as many people as, as possible from this. 
Well, Jesse, I tell you, we, we're going to have you back again because we didn't even get into your next <laughs> kind of venture that this all bridge was commercial real estate. So let's look at a time in August to have you back on. We might have you as a reoccurring guest because it just makes sense. If I had you as a mentor, I would be in a different place in my life. And it's not about having more money. It's about having the ability and the stability to improve people's lives. Right. And so look at you have maybe more than most based on what you're doing, you know, peer to peer group, but by your actions and you're giving back. Whereas folks like me worried only about the military because that's what I was focused on. And I didn't let these outside distractions go. That's so powerful. I, I want to thank you for coming on again, Jesse, for those of y'all, this will happen again. I like this time block too. I, thanks for the responses. It, it's really awesome when you have a, a great sponsor like Joe Remini, the Texas Silver Rush, who ha, has provided gifts of registration for kids to come to our St. Luke summer camps here at the Ranger Outreach Center in St. Luke and Columbus to, to be active and engaging. To have one of my former soldiers uh, in Hawaii um, come on, one of my counterpart counterparts to come on and, and want to watch us. It's it's because the impact you're having, Jesse. Thank you for being a Ranger for Life, buddy. And we'll see you again soon. Appreciate the time, Tony. Thanks for everything that you do. Command, Command Star Major Hall. I mean, it's, it's a priceless uh, thing that you guys are doing. So it was a privilege to be here tonight with you. All right, Jesse, you have a great, great evening, brother. Rangers lead the way. Once again, this is a Morley podcast with Tony Maine. We couldn't have had a better guest. It, it'll be back again. So go ahead and mark it on your calendar. It'll be coming in August. We're, we're streaming this live on Facebook as well as now LinkedIn. What a great opportunity to share with others. I, I thank you for joining the Morley Podcast with Tony Main. Thank you to Texas Silver Rush, Three Rangers Brewing Company, as well as Veteran Investment Planning. So until next week, be strong. Be brave and share what you know with somebody else. Take care. Rangers lead the way. We hope you enjoyed a more lead podcast with Tony Main, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.